0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, November 21st, 2010. The treasure is you. So, how about you? Would you uh, sell so all that you had? If so doing, would get you a piece of property that you thought would make you rich? You, you know, take care of you financially for the rest of your days? Would you risk all that you had for the chance to be rich beyond your imagination? Well, uh, that's what we're going to be looking at this morning, Had a couple of parables in the Scriptures that address this sort of thing.
1: So good morning again, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones.
0: I'm Alan Jones.
1: And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity to praise and worship your name. And now open our hearts so that we might see your word in a new way and that we might be changed and transformed by it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And so we're taking a look in the Bible at a parable It's Matthew chapter 13, if you have your Bibles, and we're focused on verses 44 through 46. Here's what Jesus is teaching his disciples. Here's what Jesus is teaching each one of us. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it.
0: And so what we have here are two of many parables that Jesus shared. And these parables, he's trying, not trying, he's, he's describing, well, the indescribable, actually, uh, the kingdom of heaven. And so he uses a series of similes. You know a simile. You remember 10th grade English, right? Simile, a comparison where you use like or as. And so he says, the kingdom of heaven is like. And he's trying to connect it to something that we would understand because the kingdom of heaven with our limited capacity is beyond our understanding. So he tries to connect it to something in the everyday and hopefully connecting with those who are around him listening. In this case, he compares heaven to, on the one hand, a treasure, a hidden treasure, and then he also compares it to a pearl of great value.
1: Okay, so let's take a look at the first thing. Let's look at the hidden treasure, which a man happens to find. He hides it again. Then he sells what he has in order to buy the field so that he can obtain the treasure. Now, finding a treasure in a hidden field may seem a little odd to us, But it wasn't odd back then. You see, back at the time this was written, they didn't have all this safe deposit boxes and these banks and vaults, but they often hid their treasures, their important things, underground. The thing is, there was often conflict and controversy around them and danger around them, so they might have to pull up stakes of their tents or whatever and get out of town quickly. And so they might, end up leaving their treasure behind. Well, in this case, this man comes upon a treasure and instead of pilfering the land, he purchases the land in order to legally obtain the treasure.
0: And in the case of the pearl, the merchant is looking, the merchant is searching for fine pearls. Apparently, this guy is a a pearl merchant in constant pursuit of the very best pearls. Now, the thing to realize here is that pearls, uh, through historically, um, have always been of great value. In fact, until recently, they were the most valuable gem, more more valuable than diamonds, because a true pearl, not a man-made pearl, but a, a real pearl is a rare commodity. You know, a pearl is made by a a piece of sand or something else getting in an oyster, and then the mucus from the oyster tries to protect itself from that mucus. Isn't that nasty? Nasty mucus builds up to create a, a, a gem of a pearl. Isn't it awesome what God does?
1: The ordinary for extraordinary Absolutely. Things.
0: And that's a whole other message about having something that uh, irritates you and how it can turn into something that's gem-like. But that's for another day.
1: Oh, that was good, Al.
0: That's for another day. So be prepared. It's come, but anyway, but so these, these pearls have high value, and then this guy he uh, he finds one of great value. In fact, it must be really really high value because he's willing to sell everything. I mean, everything for this one solitary pearl. Now put yourself in this guy's place. Think about this. Can you imagine being willing to sell everything—your house, your car, your furniture, all of your stuff? For that one pearl. Think about this. Think about going home and telling your spouse what you just did. And I don't know. I just—it's me, but I think I'm, I'm always thinking it's the guys going home and telling their wives. It's just how the world works. Are you guys? You know, honey, I got good news and bad news. The good news is I got the greatest pearl in the world. What's the bad news? Uh, well, you can say goodbye to everything you've ever known. <laughs> yeah, typical guy stuff. Anyway, so um, I had to give it all, up, but that you know, this pearl has got to be just awesome, awesome value in order for this guy to be willing to give it all up for that.
1: Okay, so many of us have heard this parable, these sets of parables before. We've heard about the treasure and the pearl, and it seems pretty straightforward. Some of the other parables that Jesus teaches about really have a lot more to it, but these are just two Yeah, 44 to 46 verses. Okay, Uh, verse 44 to 46. That's three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. three. Three. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Okay.
0: Two parables, three verses. Okay. The
1: disciples apparently understand the parables, so Jesus doesn't need to elaborate. Not a lot of explanation needed here.
0: Yeah, basically, it comes down to this. The kingdom of heaven is like uh, a uh, hidden treasure a great treasure, and like a pearl of great value. So, in fact, uh, those that understand what a treasure is, uh, it's about, you know, if, if you realize what a treasure would be there, then how great its value, then you'd be willing to give everything up to pursue it, to be part of it, to live it. I, I guess um, that's, you know, like this whole idea of being sold out for God. That's kind of the typical understanding of this, that, you know, this treasure of heaven is so great that we give it all up for that treasure. You know, um, we've given all we've got for the relationship to be with Christ, being with God in God's heaven, in the kingdom of heaven so great that we'll just, whatever it takes, we'll give it up for that thing.
1: Okay, so that's how we've kind of typically and traditionally understood these parables of hidden treasure and great pearl. Now, we read commentaries in preparation for today, and basically, they look at them the same way. Basic straightforward, and easy to understand. But we're going to take all this and we're going to go on a journey and look at this parable, these parables in a different way. Think about this. If you and I are the one who finds the treasure, then it stands to reason that we just kind of stumble upon it. We just happen upon it In other words, we could have just as easily missed it. Now, understanding the parable in this way brings us to the conclusion that our connection to the kingdom of heaven could be purely circumstantial or coincidental or merely by chance. We could have missed out on this treasure, missed out on the kingdom, if we understand the parable In this way. And so when we think about it in that way, that really doesn't connect with what we know or who we know of the character of God.
0: And then the parable parable of the pearls almost the opposite because in that case, that merchant is searching for fine pearls. He is looking for pearls. And then because he is really searching for those, he finds the one of great value. Well, if that's the kingdom of heaven, my experience is most of us, if we in fact were searching, a lot of times we didn't know what we were searching for. How often somebody said, you know, I feel, I don't know, I feel like a whole... And in fact, oftentimes, we try to fill it up with other things, don't we? We've preached about that many times. We try to fill it up with worldly things, this hole in our soul. So the fact is, we don't know what we're looking for, and then somehow God comes to us and lets us know. It's not like we're going, man, I'm really looking for God. Where is he? Where is he? Oh, there's the kingdom. You see what I'm saying? And so from that standpoint, the pearl guy who was searching and knew what he was looking for... That doesn't seem to connect either in terms of our search or lack thereof of the kingdom of heaven.
1: So that's two aspects, two different ways of looking. How about this aspect of the parable? In both cases, the person sold everything, the person sold everything they had in order to obtain, in order to purchase, in order to buy the treasure on one hand, and the pearl on the other hand so are we under are we to understand then that the kingdom of heaven is for sale and it's not only for sale but if we're willing to sell all that we have then can we get enough to make that purchase that just doesn't connect either that doesn't seem true to what we know of the truth of scripture our battle cry And what we know of Jesus says that salvation, a relationship with Christ, can't be bought. It can't be bargained for. It can't be earned. But it's a gift to receive, a gift to receive. Jesus wants to come into our lives and we don't have to do anything except just receive the gift of the relationship.
0: Okay, so let's put like a 180 degree spin on our typical traditional understanding of these parables. Of course, when we're working with Jesus, he always seems to always put a 180 per, uh, degree spin on things, turns everything upside down anyway. So look at, check this new angle. What if, what if the merchant in each parable, you know, the buyer of the land, the one who found the hidden treasure, the one who bought the, uh, the pearl, what if that merchant isn't you or me? What if we're not that the main character in this story? Um, Then the question is, who would it be? Well, we're talking about kingdom of heaven. There's us. Who else could it be? It's kind of not other money, other choices, right? So let's just say for a second that 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 god then is the one who is the merchant uh, finds the hidden treasure and the one who finds the pearl of great value and purchases it it's God's self that does that now all of a sudden these parables take on a whole different meaning don't they
1: okay so stay with us here if god if god is the merchant then what do the hidden treasure and the great pearl represent? What in the world is God doing purchasing these things and with what? Well, consider this. Think about what if the hidden treasure, what if the great pearl represents you? Represents you. You you what if the hidden treasure and the great pearl represents you that you are the treasure now we see that the god of creation the god of the cosmos the god who blew life into humans willing to sell it all in order to purchase you to obtain you to acquire you wow what if you're the hidden treasure what if you're the great pearl what if you are so valuable to god that the god in heaven would do anything it takes to keep you what if you're the treasure
0: And um, if you are the treasure, then what is God willing to part with in order to get you, to acquire you, to, 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 to purchase you back, so to speak, to redeem you? Well, he was willing to part with everything, including his own son. Jesus the Christ, the one and only Son. That's how valuable you are. That's how valuable we are. That he's willing to, in effect, give it all. To bring us back, to purchase us, to redeem us from the throes of sin and death. Wow.
1: You and I are so important to God, so valuable to God, worth so much to God, that God, like the merchant, would do whatever it takes to bring us back to God's self. It's hard to imagine, isn't it? It's humbling that God would care about you, that God would care about us so much that he would give his very best.
0: But God does care that much. And that's why God was willing to pay such a high price for you and for me, the price of his very son, Jesus the Christ. To put it very simply, because you are worth it. Because God thinks you're worth it. Oftentimes, we don't realize that. We think we're worthless. We oftentimes get caught up on how we don't have value. All too often, we focus on what we aren't rather than on what we are. We, uh, we focus on our lack of value and how we're less than what we ought to be. But the thing is, it really doesn't matter in God's eyes, what we think of ourselves, because that doesn't change God's perception of our worth and our value. Because God thinks you are a treasure and that you're worth a great, great deal.
1: And one of our greatest challenges together is is to try to see ourselves the way God sees us, as as treasures. Now, not in some self-centered conceited way that to be puffed up about ourselves isn't what we're talking about but in a way that celebrates how god made you fearfully and wonderfully made and that celebrates what god is doing in and through you just think about how your life would be different if you were able to see yourself as god sees you wow and that you were able to really understand and realize the treasure you are to God.
0: Hmm. On the other hand, it's always important to remember this, that if God treasures you so much, God also treasures those around you as much as He treasures you. Because, you know, we're <laughs> He sees us all with that same value, that same worth. You know, I've, I've shared this before. If if God had a refrigerator, it would be a big one. But if God had a refrigerator, you know, on our kids, we have important pictures on our refrigerator. You, he'd have a picture of every one of his kids. So that means your picture and mine and about six billion other pictures would be on the. That's a big honking refrigerator, isn't it? That's a lot of refrigerator, but that's a lot of pictures. And not just the six billion, but those who have gone before and those who are yet to come, he'd have those pictures on there because those are important. You're important to God. And, you know, if, 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 if each of us is that important to God, we need to recognize, shouldn't each of us be important to each other as well? I was in the, in the hospital this week, and um, just to go off off topic just for a second here, I, this was just an absolutely incredible day in the hospital because I had three visits My first visit was with, I got to hold a baby, uh, a fairly newborn, had to go in, it was a little dehydrated, so I got to hold a brand, fairly brand new baby. Uh, Another fellow just had some surgery, and then my third visit, I got there just after uh, a woman's um, mother had passed away. Uh, Kind of that's a whole circle of life, you know, from uh, holding the birth to Uh, hugging a woman who just lost her mom. Wow. But in the hallway between these events, I was thinking about our message for today. I'm thinking, okay, let's try to look at these people, not just as people going down a hallway in a hospital. Let me try and look at them with God's eyes. Let me tell you, if you've never done that, try it. In other words, try to look at each one as someone of value, not just a guy or a gal walking down the hallway, but Someone in God's estimation who has great worth. Each one is a treasure in God's eyes. I'll tell you what, it's a whole different way of looking at the world. I'd encourage you to try it. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Because it just reminds us that if, if, if I'm a treasure, everyone else is a treasure as well, and I need to remember that.
1: Finally, if God places such great value on us, mere human beings, flawed, wouldn't it just follow that we would place the greatest value on God? If we are the treasure in God's eyes, then where should the treasure in our eyes be? It's the one, the holy one. We talk about Jesus being our friend. Let me tell you something. God is God. Jesus isn't just our homeboy. You know, he is the savior of the world. It's not a casual thing. We should be in awe and reverence of the one who climbed up on the cross, shed his blood, and died, and then rose again for every single person on this planet. And he did that because he wanted you to know that you're worth it. And that God treasures you and loves you beyond what any one of us can ever fathom. Our greatest treasure is our relationship with Christ. Our greatest treasure is the gift of the Holy Trinity, God the Father, Jesus Christ his Son, and the Holy Spirit.
0: So I'm going to urge you to take some time this last song, prayerful time. You can take up the steps, you can back in the corner if you'd like to pray with somebody right at your seat. And just connect with God and help God ask God to help you realize what the what a treasure you are yourself. Ask him to help you remember what a treasure those around you are and help him, you to remember just what a treasure God is, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Above all, remember this. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, and the treasure is you. Let's pray. Holy, holy God. Thank mm. Thank you praise you. Please help us to realize that not with conceit, but with humble, humbleness of heart, that, that, that you think we're worth something. Wow, we're a treasure in your eyes, such that you're willing to give your only son that we might live through eternity with you. We praise you, we glorify you, and, and I pray that each one here will be touched by your Holy Spirit today in some way, and realize the treasure themselves, those around and the treasure of Jesus Christ. It's in his name and the power of your Holy Spirit we pray. Amen. Thank you for taking part in sharing the message for this week. For more information about Connection Community Church, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also reach our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.